Cajun Cajun, 102.7 FM. Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live here on this Monday. We've got a new week that's starting, and it's Thanksgiving week. So we're certainly got a we've certainly got a lot to be thankful for, uh, and we'll break a lot of those things down for you in the next ninety or so minutes. Casey, just go here. We're joined in the studio today by South Lafouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Kale. We're going to thank our sponsors to lead off the show. Then we'll kind of lay the groundwork for where we're going throughout the course of the show. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge in Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. How about Dufresne Building Materials? Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. In the top of the show, uh, we're going to let you know who is still kicking in the local, um, not local, in the statewide high school football playoffs. Then in the next segment of the show, we've got to tell you about a bunch of high school basketball going on around the area. We've got the Thibodeau Holiday Invitational. We'll break down some of those matchups. Uh, then we've got to dive into some football stuff. We'll tell you about LSU's win over UAB at noon. We'll tell you about the Saints win over the Rams at 12-15. Get weekend W's and L's at 12-30. And then at the bottom of the show, we'll give you our picks. That's kind of the roadmap for today. Um, let's start in the Division One non-select playoffs. The number one seed, Rustin, gets a 37-16 win over Wachita Parish. They're going to take on Denham Springs, who, quite frankly, robbed Benton on Friday night, 29-28. to Did you see the ending to that? I, I heard about it. Oh, Google it. Find it on Facebook. Benton takes a knee with one second left on the clock on a fourth down play. And the quarterback like takes the snap and like runs around for a little while and then takes a knee. The timekeeper says, oh, there's 0.3 seconds left. Denham Springs goes, kicks the last second field goal, wins 29 to 28 in a robbery and something that should have never been allowed to happen. They move on. Zachary defeats West Monroe 20 to 10. They'll now take on Southside, who defeated North Shore 35 to 14. That'll be a big time heavyweight matchup there. What may or may not be a big-time heavyweight matchup is Destrehan. They get a 35-14 win over Dutchtown. Now they're going to take on East St. John, a team that they've already crushed once this year. East St. John defeats Houghton 35-21. And then at the bottom of the bracket, Westgate uh, defeats Slidell 28-7. They'll now take on Neville 31-9. Boy, you got some heavy hitters left. The eight teams left, Rustin, Denham Springs, Zachary, Southside, Destrehan, East St. John, Westgate and Neville. Let's talk about this. I just said a minute ago that Destrehan's maybe not going to be in for a fight against East St. John. I shouldn't have said that. When you're facing a team for a second time that blew you out the first time as a coach, is that kind of motivation? Like, hey, bro, like we're not this bad. We could go and we could challenge these guys. Do you think that East St. John's going to stand a better chance in the second go-round? Well, a couple of ways to look at it. East St. John, I think, was lucky to win their first-round game uh, against Walker. Uh, that went back and forth the last 
uh, speaking of Google, look at that last couple of minutes of that game. That yeah. was back and forth, and uh, I think they got a little lucky to win that one. But it takes some luck, you know, luck when you get in the playoffs. But yes, uh, a team blows you out the first time. You you know you have them on tape and. You, you regroup and look at different things that you can do against them and maybe that you didn't do or you should have done the first game. But uh, it'll help, but still, uh, Destrahan's just a different animal. Division One Select is where we've got a lot of big-time football programs, including Warren Easton, the number one seed. They get by Captain Shree, 48-7. to They'll now take on Karen Crow, who defeated Acadiana 27-17. to Northwood of Shreveport defeats St. Paul's 35-9. to They'll now take on Brother Martin, who had kind of the upset of the night in that bracket. The 13th seed defeats number 4, 27-24. John Curtis gets by Jesuit 35-7. to They'll now take on Bird, who defeated Alexandria 49-10. Then you got Edna Carr, who, man, they, it was, they had to fight. They beat Scotlandville 34-26. to Carr will now take on Catholic of Baton Rouge, who defeated Rumble 24 to nothing. Coach, a lot of folks in this uh, state believe that the state championship game will be played Friday night, Catholic of Baton Rouge between Carr. A lot of folks think that the winner of that game has the inside track to win this thing. Carr likely would have been the one seed had they not had to forfeit the games. Catholic is sitting at number two. Um, I asked Stan about this on Saturday, and you know, Stan was saying, and look, he's not wrong, is that, you know, hey, this is a game that should be in the dome and it's kind of unfair. But I posed it from a different perspective, is that if I'm Catholic, I'm saying, hey, I could play them in the Dome, which is going to be a home game for them, or I could play them on my home field, which is what's going to happen on Friday. I think it might end up playing in the Catholics' favor that they don't have to play them in the Dome. Well, yeah, and look, the thing with Carr, there was some talk that they were down to their third-string quarterback. Wow. Uh, but uh, there were, I was listening to uh, a radio station that covers some games, and uh, they were breaking in and have reporters that were reporting, and – uh, they were saying, you know, at first it looked like the third-string quarterback was in there, but then uh, the first-string quarterback went in. I think he has a torn labrum, oh, and man. they were saying the damage is done. If he can play through the pain, he can go ahead and play. Uh, I don't think he started the game, but then Carr was actually down Scotlandville for most of the game, and they, they, they pulled away at the end, I think, when that quarterback went in. So uh, we'll see, but, yeah, uh, I think you got a great point. You had to play them on your, and you know, not in the dome and uh, on your home field. Division two select. We have one local team left standing, and that's the D White Cardinals. But we'll tell you about them in just a second. The top of the bracket: St. Thomas Moore's the one seed. They beat Helen Cox fifty-five to nothing. They'll now take on Madison Prep, who survived a defensive struggle against St. Louis six to nothing. Madison Prep moves on there. Uh, John F. Kennedy, uh, the five seed, defeats Hannon thirty to nothing. They'll now take on the aforementioned E.D. White, who got a last-second field goal from Ty Powell to defeat Evangel 32-29. to So it's Kennedy versus E.D. White, St. Thomas Moore versus Madison Prep. At the bottom of the bracket, you got De La Salle, who rushed past Vanderbilt 53-7. to They'll now take on Lafayette Christian, who bruised McDonough 35-46-8. Shaw is still in there. They beat Livingston Collegiate 42-6. to They'll now take on Turlings, who defeated Carver 51-27. to um, E.D. White, man, look, they did not play their best on Friday. They fumbled and had some turnovers and gave up some big plays. And a lot of that credit belongs to Evangel because they did play really well. But the Cardinals found the way. And, man, they've got a weapon that a lot of teams in the state don't have. I, I was watching the game on YouTube. I did not make it out there. I actually went to the Central Lafouche girls basketball game, knowing that I had a photographer at E.D. White. I was watching the game on YouTube, and I told the company that I was with, said, if they kick it to Malonso, it's a big mistake. 
They kicked it to him. He caught it about the eight-yard line, bounced down the sideline, got all the way into Evangel territory, and they end up getting the field goal out of it. Evangel did not do their film study. Boy, you put yeah. that ball out of bounds. You kick it in the end zone. Anything but what happened right there. Um, and even before that, Coach, like they were at the 20-yard line, had a holding penalty and a sack, and like it looked for a second like Evangel was going to win the game, but E.D. White found a way, and they're moving on. Yeah, it was crazy. Evangel actually scored holding penalty, pushed them back. Then I think two or three times in that same drive, holding, they actually punted the ball in their own territory, the 48. And uh, special teams, uh, you know, they say defense wins championships. Well, special teams plays a huge part. And uh, E.D. White, a great football program, great football team, uh, and they did what great teams do. They found a way to win. No doubt. I'm going to give you one more bracket. Division two non-select will give you the other four brackets tomorrow to open up the show. Iowa, the number one seed in Division two non-select. They get a 17-14 to win over Abbeville. Iowa will move on to the next round. They'll take on Leesville, who defeated Jennings 21-7. to Leesville, um, Leesville does to Jennings what the LHSA didn't have the stones to do, which is put them out of the playoffs, because <laughs> Jennings was in a brawl with Plackham at the end of their first round game. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Brobridge, the last team in the playoffs in Division II non-select, the 28th seed. They win in round one. They win in round two. They defeat Iota 33-18. They'll now take on North DeSoto, who knocked our buddy Dennis Gaines out of the playoffs on Friday night. They beat Cecilia 33-14. Another upset, Lakeshore, the 14th seed, gets by Opelousas 35-34. Lakeshore will now take on Letcher, who defeated St. Martinville 49-33. North Vermilion, the 23 seed. Boy, this is the bracket of upsets. North Vermilion, the 23 seed, wins. They defeat Church Point 41-30. West Feliciana is their next opponent. They defeated Erath 55-21. to So I'm seeing eight teams left in Division II non-select. We've got number 28, number 14, number 23. This is the one bracket that's been busted up a little bit. But how about that Brobridge team, the last team in, and they're still swinging? Yeah, Brobridge athletes all over the place. I mean, I remember uh, a few years back, I believe they won. Did they not win the football and basketball With state the championship? Same head coach. Yes, that's that's a, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And yeah, something tells me. And I don't know the answer to this, but I'm clicking on their schedule. Something tells me they lost to some pretty good football teams during the season. Tioga, uh-huh. Saint Martinville, Turling, Cecilia, Opelousas. The Livonia loss is a little bit of a surprise. Was, yeah. So yeah, they did struggle in the regular season, but they got hot at the right time. Now they're going to have to take on North DeSoto, who's really good. But Lutcher in our local district, they're still alive. They're going to have to take on Lakeshore. Chris Dugat told us uh, early in the season, hey, man, I think Lutcher's going to win it all. And so far, so good. I know St. Martinville could play, and they blasted them, beat them decisively on Friday night. Well, Lakeshore showing they can score some points. Scored 30-something against Opelousa. So uh, that could make for a good football game. But there's something about Lakeshore uh, the last few years in the playoffs. It seems – uh, I know they made it to the Dome uh, one or two times recently, and uh, you know that's a pretty good program, too, and when they get hot at the right time. Yeah, no doubt about that, so we'll be keeping our eyes on that. I'll give you Division three and Division four select and non-select to open up tomorrow's show, but let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We're going to talk about some high school basketball that will be happening in our area. We've got a big tournament over at Thibodeau High School that we encourage you guys to go on out and attend. Heck, that's where both Coach and I are going to be going once this show wraps up. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll be talking some high school hoops here on KLEB. 
Want a freezy, easy-go gas golf cart? Golden Motors will be giving away a brand-new golf cart to anyone who buys a new or pre-owned vehicle during the months of November 1st through January 31st. Buy your next new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collection of Silverados, Equinox, Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cutoff, call 985-325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Rouse's Supermarket wants to wish everyone a happy holiday. And to help you out and make you really happy for the holidays, they are offering a free butterball turkey when you purchase a Smithfield spiral ham. Yes, buy a Smithfield spiral ham at $2.99 per pound and get up to 16 pounds free on a butterball grade A frozen turkey. Limit one per customer. Also good on honeysuckle or best choice grade A frozen turkeys based on availability. Gobble, gobble. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KOEB. Casey Jiskler here, joined in the studio by Coach Brian Kale. Um, we've got some big basketball, big time basketball to be played at Thibodeau High School today. Um, and we've got a lot of local teams that we'll be paying attention to today as well. Beginning at 4 30, and the reason why I'm reading out this schedule is because if you got an earlier schedule, please listen to the one that I'm giving you. There have been some revisions because a team had to drop out of the tournament. South Lafouche at 4 30 today. We'll be taking on HL Bourgeois over at the Thibodeau Thanksgiving Basketball Classic. Then at 6 o'clock, Southside will be facing Central Lafouche. Then the nightcap tonight, 7.30, Thibodeau will be taking on Estruma. 
Uh, so just three games. It was scheduled for four, but uh, Patterson had to drop out of the tournament because they're still in the football playoffs, which we didn't get into those brackets, but my goodness, what a story. You still got St. James, Patterson, and Berwick, all with E.D. White. That district is loaded in football. They're all still in the playoffs. But today, you got South Lafouche and Bourgeois, 430. Uh, you and I will both be in attendance for that one, man. You've seen Bourgeois play. I have not. I've seen South Lafouche play. You've seen it on tape. Um, what are you expecting to see, man? It's a big game right out of the shoot facing a 5A opponent and a big opportunity for Coach Brody Williams and his crew to get some power points and get their season started on the right foot. Yeah, you know, when you look at Bourgeois early on, they, uh, they're struggling to shoot the basketball, and that's surprising because when you uh, mention HL Bourgeois team, you think that they're going to light it up from three-point land, and but uh, they're struggling a little bit. They don't have a whole lot of size, maybe one or two guys, but uh, a couple of the smaller guys like to bang it inside. They have a, a number two that's a really good basketball player. I think he's young, might be a freshman, uh, and he can play. But uh, they just, um, you know, against um, Plaquemine the other night, a lot of 50-50 balls they didn't get. Uh, they just looked a step slow. And um, if they can shoot the basketball and – their, their game is going to be to shoot layups. They're going to try and pressure you, get in the transition, and make the layups. And if the Tarpons can uh, eliminate that and take care of the basketball and you know not turn the ball over, I think and a big key is get to the free throw line. I think they can, uh, they can win the game. So let me put you in the shoes of Andrew Kaiwet for a second. You know that you're about ready to be facing amongst one of the best players in the area, I think the best player in our area. What would be the plan? Like, you've always had him on your side. You've never had to scheme against him except when he was a ninth grader at Central. What would be the plan to try to slow Daniels down tonight? Well, my plan, first of all, I, I would double team uh, every chance I get, uh, especially I would play in back of the post. And when he would get the ball, I'd send a guard from the top to come and double team him or just a straight-up double team uh, everywhere on the court, trying to get him frustrated. But um, – that's easier said than done because Brandon's right. uh, a great a great basketball player. Uh, he got uh, leaner. He's stronger. He grew a little bit. Uh, he's quick. So it, it, it's a tough task to do that. But, uh, you know, that, that's things that I would, try and, I would try and take him away first. One of the things that I was telling, you know, some friends of mine is that, um, you know, it's difficult to just say, okay, you know, I'm going to double team him uh, because – He's so active on the glass that he could score without even touching the ball in the possession. But you throw up a shot, he'll go and get inside of you, get the rebound, and get like he gets a lot of his offense just getting putbacks and and ones like that. Like it's hard to just outright take him away because of all the activity and all the different things that he does to make himself useful throughout yeah. the course of the game. Yeah, and I think that's a great point because if they're going to double team him, they have to box out. And if he can just attack the boards, you're right. He can get a lot of these, if you want to call them trash points, uh, off the boards, just attacking the rim when he's not shooting the ball. He can get the rebound and, and score. So uh, th that'll be a big part. But HL is definitely going to have to keep the Tarpons off the boards, and they're going to have to find a way to, uh, to contain Daniels. All right, let's talk about game two. Um, you got Southside taking on Central Lafouche. On the one hand, it would be easy to just say, oh, well, you know, Southside doesn't have their football guys and Central Lafouche does, and, you know, that would give the edge to Central Lafouche. And look, Central Lafouche might end up winning the game. I'm not trying to demean their chances. But what I am telling you is that Southside's going to have some dudes that could play. Uh, they're going to have a coach that could coach in Todd Russ. Um, this is going to be a big challenge. I'm going to go see if Southside has played any games yet this season. 
But I know this, that's a program that is becoming a basketball school, is becoming an every sports school, quite frankly. They're good at just about everything. And I'm curious to see what they're going to be coming with tonight over at Thibodeau. Yeah, they were, they were good last year, uh, you know, but uh, speaking of South Side, but you know what you're getting in South Side. You're going to have a team that's going to play some defense, and uh, if you play them a zone, I, I think Coach Russ does uh, one of the best jobs that I've ever seen of how he attacks zone defenses, where he screens the defense and gets his guys some shots on the outside. And if you go uh, over or under the screens, he's going to look to get the ball on the inside for open, wide open layup. So uh, they, they're going to have uh, their hands full, but Central's definitely going to have to handle the pressure that I think it's outside is going to bring to have a chance to win this game. Southside is opening up their season today against Central Lafouche. In the nightcap, you got Thibodeau taking on Estruma. Thibodeau's opening up their season. Estruma is 1-1. One one. They defeated Crystal Ray, Baton Rouge, whatever that is, and then they fell to Livonia. Uh, looks like, to me, a um, pretty manageable opportunity for Tony and the crew taking on Estruma. Um, Tony's team is young, uh, but he told me, he said, look, we're hungry. We're going to get better as the year goes on, and See where it goes. Um, curious to see how Thibodeau plays. In the, it was, look, I know one thing about them. Whether they've got a super strong team or they don't, they take so much pride in defending their home floor, they're not going to want to lose the first game of their home tournament. I know they're going to give a very spirited effort tonight. Yeah, I would always judge the uh, out season or even the beginning of the season. Uh, if you take your team into Thibodeau High School and you come away with a victory, that is a great victory because that is a tough tough place to get a victory and and you're right but it's because they they take pride in defending in the home court actually our first varsity broadcast here in our coastal broadcasting uh high school coverage is going to be next tuesday so eight days from today when south lafouche will be traveling to take on thibodeau so that'll be a great test for coach williams and his crew going on the road taking on the thibodeau tigers and we'll see how that one will stack up the Lady Tarpons are going to be playing in a uh, in a three-day tournament as well. They're going out to the city. Um, let me see if I can find that bracket for yeah, you. Yeah, they have a, a, a meet, I think, at 3.30 this afternoon. So they're taking on a meet at 3.30. They're also in a tournament with some heavy hitters, man. They pull up the names of this. Got the bracket here. Mount Cornwall, Warren Easton, East St. John. So Lady Tarpons are going to find out what they're made of here in the next couple of days. But look, man. They got beat up on in the opener against John Curtis, but they bounced back and got two wins last week. The first week of the season, you go 2-1, and one, including a victory over a 5A school. It's a good start for Coach Jenkins and her crew. A meet, open up the schedule here. They are 1-0, and oh, uh, but it was a six-point win against a Class B school. So who knows? Maybe the Lady Tarpons could get on the roll and get another one here today against a meet. Yeah, and with the Lady Tarpons, they went in. Uh, their two victories, actually, they were losing heading into the fourth quarter. And they had strong four quarters and came away with two-point victories in each of those contests. Looking around the area, man, um, there are a lot of really gifted and skilled teams. Like Vanderbilt's off for the boys, and they're rolling. And they're rolling for the girls, too. But they're, Vanderbilt's off to a really strong start. Terrebonne's playing well. Ellender's playing well. Um, man, I, in fact, here's how I know, and maybe I'm speculating, maybe this is – I'm making more out of this than what it actually is. When I see Vanderbilt has a game scheduled for Noma and they're canceling that game, because it's what they did, that leads me to believe like we're really interested in our PowerPoints. But usually yeah. like, like Noma's not going to be very good. I saw them. But they rescheduled that, canceled that game, playing somebody else. Like 
They know they've got a solid team. They're 2-0. They blitz West St. John. They rush past Bell Chase. The Terriers are a team. If you're looking for a team last year that was below 500 and is going to be shooting up, it's going to be them on the boys' side, at least in my opinion. Yeah, and I believe the Vanderbilt game was at Bell Chase. <laughs> That's another tough place where you got to go and play uh, to get victories over there. But uh, I think you're right. I think Vanderbilt's uh, they set up to have a pretty uh, good season, both boys and girls. And uh, don't don't sleep on the Terrebonne Tigers. Uh, I, I think with uh, Coach Brandon Brown, he's at home. That that this where he you know he he played. Graduated from, uh, and I think uh, he's in the right spot for him. Uh, and I think the Terrible Tigers can have a pretty going, uh, good season. You know, you read my mind. That's actually the schedule that I had pulled up to talk about next was Terrible. They've got an interesting one tomorrow. They're going to Morgan City. We know Terrebonne's extremely talented. We know they're extremely gifted. Morgan City's kind of the wild card every year. We don't know what they have until you see them. They usually play really well, especially early in the season at home. The environment there is not great, as we saw last week, although I would expect that some of those issues maybe would be fixed now after the madness that happened last week. That's a tough place to play. If Terrebonne goes out there to Morgan City and puts it on them, well, we better look out. Uh, they get a big win there. I think it's a sign that they are, like you said, are really, really strong, and I think that they are. Yeah, it's a smaller court, too, also. But Terrebonne's used to playing on that, right? Right, that's what I've been told. Yeah, <laughs> Let's see, Ellender, man. Ellender had an interesting start to the year. Uh, they open up the season roaring past HL Bourgeois, but then New Iberia hammered them 75-40. to 40. Um, This week, Ellender is going to be in the Thibodeau tournament. We're not going to see them tonight because uh, they had the bye. They were supposed to be playing Patterson. They'll face the winner between Thibodeau and Estruma. The Patriots, I'm going to put you on the spot. We've got all these teams at the Thibodeau Tournament. Are the Patriots the favorites to, to take the tournament? You'd have to say, yeah, right. I mean, they, they're the only team that's in the second round already without even taking the floor. Yeah, I think on uh, their bracket, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I would just guess on what I've seen some of these teams play, I would, I would say uh, on the top bracket would be Southside. Okay. Yeah, sounds like I, I would agree with that. And, boy, that would be a good show. Uh, you see the Patriots and Southside perhaps in the finals. But those will be – uh, three days worth of basketball. So if you're in the area any of the next three days, the game started 4.30 today. They start at 5 o'clock tomorrow. They start at 3.30 on Wednesday. Go check out Tony Clark and his guys. That is the Thibodeau Regional Sports Medicine Center, Thibodeau Thanksgiving Basketball Classic over at Thibodeau High School. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'll give you the choice. Saints or LSU first? Oh, let's hit the Tigers. All right, we'll hit the LSU Tigers in the next segment of the show. LSU gets a win over UAB um, and keeps the pace in their quest to try to make the college football playoff. We'll be right back after this. It's the Black Friday sales event going on now until the end of November. Check out the many holiday deals at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Test drive the 2022 Ram 1500 with 3750 off MSRP, now 57715. Hurry on over to Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Must finance through Chrysler Capital to qualify for Chrysler Capital bonus cash. Must finance through Chrysler Capital and have a beacon score of 620 or less to qualify for CCAP 22 non-prime retail bonus cash. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. 
Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play. We start our lunchtime hour. Hope that if you're driving around Homa or in the Thibodeau area and you're listening, we hope that you find something delicious to eat. Uh, Sit in the car and spend the next hour with Coach and I. We'll be talking some football pretty heavily in the next hour of the show. I'll even give my... uh, my little rant about Michael Thomas and my little can't situation wait, can't over wait. the weekend. That'll come on at about, oh, 1230 or so. Um, I like to, look, I, I tend to be the type of person where if I'm wrong about something, I'm going to be the first one to say that I was wrong about it. Um, but? But last week I told you all throughout the week that LSU minus 14 was a steal. Vegas had that wrong. They overreacted to the Arkansas game. And sure enough, LSU wins 41-10. to 10. It wasn't close. Um, I just didn't think that a team that would just be able to line up and run it down LSU's throat. Like, Alabama couldn't do that. Why would UAB be able to do that? 
They tried, didn't have success. Really, actually, their plan early was LSU was crowding the box, and they were actually throwing it more. Once LSU kind of adjusted to that, it was no mast. Hopkins, the quarterback for UAB, started 9 for 9, but he ended 14 of 29. So you do the math there, that means he ended 5 for 20. Uh, McBride, the big prize running back, 13 carries for 34 yards. And then on the flip side to that, the LSU offense, which looked broken against Arkansas, did not look broken on Saturday. Daniels was 22 of 29, 297 yards. He also rushed for 111 yards. And the ESPN crew kind of whispered and hinted that he kind of had the flu and wasn't feeling well against Arkansas. So some things there starting to make some sense. LSU was favored to win. They took care of business. They got a couple of the starters off of their feet later in the game, setting up a matchup with Texas A&M. They did what they had to do, man, and got their ninth win of the season. Yep, it shows you a, a good team, good program. They went uh, at home in some uh, terrible conditions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, rain, cold, uh, and uh, they did what they had to do. And about four, they the better team. I mean, it's not even close. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, the UAB is going to join the uh, athletic conference next year. I mean, come on. You, you play in an SEC team. Uh, yeah, I, I – it's kind of shocked too that the point spread, or it wasn't more than that. But yeah. uh, still, they they came in and did what they had to do, and uh, they look good. You know, they uh, they still uh, they're not losing focus. And you know, some teams in the past, I think they would have lost focus. They, their minds have been all over the place. But I think uh, Coach Kelly has this team grounded and uh, really focused on uh, what's what's ahead. Yeah, I agree with that, certainly. And, you know, one of the things that's been noticeable throughout the course of the year, the chemistry's better, the guys are playing together. Before, there was just so much individualism of, oh, you're going to get a sack, and then the one player who gets a sack is going to go run into the end zone and start hooting and hot. Now you see more of the team celebrating, and guys are seemingly having more fun. And Brian Kelly was vocal about that. He said, hey, man, we had to change some stuff around. Like, we had to really adjust some things that, that were happening in this program. And one of the big things that he touched on was chemistry. And he said they didn't have it here in the past. And they seem to have it now. They're having fun. They're playing together. They're playing for one another. And it's really good to see. What was also really good to see, <clears throat> in the absence of Kayshawn Booty, who missed the game, Malik Neighbors, seven catches, 129 yards. He was great. Jack Besh got his best game of the season, probably three yeah. catches for 61 yards. So they're developing some of these other weapons, man. And it's diverse little offense. Also, without your running back, Josh Williams, Noah Kane steps up 13 carries, 76 yards, and three touchdowns. So they got a bunch of different guys who could touch the ball and have success. Yeah. Where has Besh been? You, you go back to last year, he, he was a, a major folk, uh, focus in that offense. And I mean, then you put him returning punts and kickoffs and stuff and I mean it's like he fumbles there are only three catches and look they may not be throwing I don't even see him in a game as much as last yeah. year Mason Taylor kind of took his spot um so yeah I, I think that is one of the big surprises of the season is how little success he's had one thing that LSU fans are going to be clamoring about and they're right John Emery can't play anymore like Six, nine carries for 46 yards and a touchdown, 5.1 yard per carry average. That's all good. Put the ball on the ground twice. The reason why he didn't play much under Bebe is because he would fumble the ball. 
he continues to fumble the ball. And what's more frustrating than the fumbles, Coach, are the fact that you're seeing live why he's fumbling the ball. He doesn't clutch the ball close to his chest. He's holding it out there like a loaf of bread and trying to do all this fancy pants stuff. They're just punching it out over and over and over again. You had to play him this week because Goodwin's out for the year and Williams was resting. But going forward, it's got to be Williams number one, Kane number two, and Emery only if something happens to either one or two. He can't see the field as long as he's going to put the ball on the ground. Yeah, Emery just, he, to me, he looks a little uh, out of shape. I, he looks bigger than last year. and I'm being polite saying bigger. Uh, looks like he put on a little bit more weight. It just, uh, and you're right. I mean, you got to protect the football. Texas A&M is the challenge for LSU on Saturday. Challenge? I've been worried sick about this game all year. Texas A&M has the talent to put it together. They almost beat Alabama. Now, Vegas thinks that LSU is a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, The game is in College Station. And, look, i got to say, since A&M played Alabama, a lot has happened. They're a mess. They barely got by UMass. Well, I say barely. They won 20-3. But they were also a 35-point favorite in that game, and they didn't even score 35 points. Um, They're down to their third quarterback. Another one of their five-star recruits got arrested this morning, by the way. So, um, <clears throat> is Jimbo going to survive this? Like, they're four and seven. They're not going to a bowl. If they win Saturday, they're going to finish two and six in the SEC. If they lose, they're going to be one and seven, which is worse than Vanderbilt. Like, is Jimbo going to survive it? We hear about all this money that they have. It's one thing to have a bunch of money. It's another thing to have to pay somebody $90 million to not work. Is he going to survive this crazy season in College Station? I think the only reason he will is because of that buyout. I mean, yeah, you can say, oh, we have the money, but are they willing to It's a lot to man. fork it out? I mean, that, that's – and you're right, to pay a coach just to leave $90 million? I, um, I, just, I, don't, I don't see him doing that. They might still – and I don't know the specifics on this. They might still be paying Kevin Sumlin, the coach, before that. So, uh, no, <laughs> Look, they can also – be just waiting for him to, to screw up even more and fire him. I think that that's, I think that's what's the most likely thing to end up happening. Is I think that what we're going to see, if they do want him out, they're going to try to find something that he did in this NIL minutia. They're going to find something. They're going to self-report, oh, hey, we screwed this up. You're out with cause. But it makes you think. You think it's that wild at A&M with uh, smoking in the locker room? Uh, another guy getting arrested this morning, and it seems like it's just it, it's too much to happen to one school. So could this be some some plants I, to get them out? You would think, uh, but who knows? Now, let me With that this. much money involved. <laughs> LSU fans are freaking out because USC jumped LSU in the polls. They're now number five. LSU's number six. I have my own thoughts about that. I don't think USC has played anybody other than Saturday where they did beat UCLA. I give them that. Um, but if LSU wins the rest of their games and they beat the number one team in the country, they don't have anything to worry about, right? Like, they're going to get in the top four, right? Right. These rankings have nothing to, to do with what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks because it, it doesn't matter. Because you're right. If LSU beats A&M, if they beat Georgia, they're in. I mean, the only possible uh, situation that could have kept them out, I think, would have been Tennessee winning. Tennessee's now out the picture. So I don't see anyone else that can come. If, if LSU wins out, they can uh, jump them and keep LSU out of the top four. 
Ohio State and Michigan play Saturday. That's number two versus number three. They're both undefeated. Um, they both, quite frankly, have not played all that well in recent weeks. Who do you think is going to win that one, man? Uh, I have no clue. I mean, Ohio State. They're so beat they, up. They're injured. They, but Michigan's just terrible. Like, they can't move the ball. Like, they should have lost Illinois. Well, Michigan's horrible, so I, I, I can't pull for them. <laughs> you don't like Harbaugh? No, you don't like the khaki not pants? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. So, yeah, LSU will be taking on Texas A&M. That one will be uh, a night kickoff. That'll be on ESPN, and the Tigers are favored by nine and a half on the road in college yeah. station. Let, let me ask you this. When's the, the – if ever this happened, that two top four teams – had to kick a field goal in the last seconds of the game to win. It's been a while. And look, it worked for TCU. It shouldn't have worked. Yeah. It was what they did there, I, I was pushing it. And look, they made it look easy. So maybe it's something that the coach knew they did really well. Um, but, boy, that was very risky. Very, very risky. And let me ask you about this, man. Okay, let, let's talk about this. You're a guy who's coached a bunch of games and – you know, the old phrase is, hey, let's just win, baby. You know, win by one point, move on to the next one. TCU's won by a miracle now several times. They're 11-0. and Vegas doesn't think that they're any good. They're always an underdog every time they play. Do you think that they're good? Like, I see them playing Georgia in the first round of the playoffs and just getting destroyed. Like, do you think that they're actually one of the top teams in the country? Are they just kind of winning a bunch of coin tosses right here? Winning coin tosses? I, yeah, I don't think they're in the top four, uh, four the four best teams in in the the country, I, yeah, not I don't think it's even close. I I'm with you. They beat SMU 42 to 34. You know, barely got by Kansas. Needed a miracle to beat Oklahoma State, who's now lost four games. Really limped through Texas Tech, limped through West Virginia, barely beat Baylor. Uh, yeah, but what is the, the goal of the committee? Should be to get the four best teams, not with the best record, the best teams well here's the problem <laughs> if you're picking the four best teams okay georgia lsu alabama tennessee they would never do that, that <laughs> no but i mean but that it that should be the yeah. yeah uh but that's that's the issue with that is i think everybody understands that but maybe this year i would say if, it, if you're picking the four best teams georgia ohio state either LSU or Tennessee, and Clemson, Alabama. Like, a lot of the country wouldn't even be included, I guess is what I'm getting at. And I, you know, I don't know. Are they, are they choosing the four best teams? Are they choosing the four best seasons? I, I don't know. And, and the, the fact that they don't tell us what they're picking is part of the frustration, is that some years they'll say, oh, we really value conference champions. Or some years they'll say, we really value teams who have a strong strength of schedule. But it always changes. There's no set... Uh, parameters for what they're choosing from, and that's what frustrates a lot of people. Yeah, and if you do pick the four best, Alabama would squeak in possibly to get four at number four. Yeah, uh, look, man, yeah. I, I watched a lot of their games Saturday because oh. I uh, actually had them in minus 41 and lost. They were not focused on Saturday, and look, at times Austin P was moving the ball on them. Uh, I'm not telling you that you got to be afraid to play Auburn because Auburn isn't any good and the game is at home. But if that game were on the road, I actually kind of sort of would be a little bit nervous about that because they just look like they're not mentally there this year. Yeah, I was watching a show this morning, kind of like Williams is uh, 
one of his sons was saying, Daddy, we're going to beat Alabama. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> okay. Let, 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 let's see what, let, what Las Vegas thinks. Las Vegas says that's a, this is a great indication of how Alabama's not the same. At home against a terrible Auburn team. Alabama's only a 21-point favorite. I would have thought that'd be 30, what, only a 21-point favorite. So we'll see how it goes. I do think the Tide are going to win. All right, give me the points. All right, wow. Oh, there you go. Uh, let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about the New Orleans Saints. They finally did something productive yesterday. They put it on the Rams pretty good in the Dome, uh, taking some momentum into a game where they need some momentum as they're playing the 49ers on the road next Sunday. Let's get a break here and play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. 
Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle, caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. On the body, Rage and Gate, 1600 AM, KLED, 102.7. And welcome back to Play by Play. I don't know what happened there to our go. bumper music, but hey, that's okay. Um, Casey Jiskler here with Coach Brian Colley. We talked about LSU in the last segment of the show. Now let's talk about the New Orleans Saints, who were, um, I guess hot, right? I mean, they're coming off of their longest winning streak of the season, one game. Yeah. They, they beat the Rams 27-20 to 20 yesterday in the Dome. I, I said it throughout the week. You know, it, the Rams are every bit as much of a mess as New Orleans was, and it showed um, the Saints were able to uh, move the football. Uh, Andy Dalton was 21 of 25, 260 yards with three touchdowns. <clears throat> Taysom Hill was able to run the football. The other guys, like the running backs, weren't able to do much, but Taysom Hill had some success, nine carries for 52 yards. Um, and then defensively, the Saints were able to chase Matthew Stafford out of the game. He'd been battling some concussions, and they kind of beat him up a little bit. Um, the Saints did what they had to do. I don't know how much it matters in the grand scheme of things, but you're 4-7 and seven and Tampa's starting to get hot, but they did what they had to do. Uh, they seemed to play hard. They seemed to compete. That's always good to see. Uh, and New Orleans gets a win. Now they'll move into a matchup with San Francisco where they'll have to play far better because the 49ers are not a mess, unlike the Rams who are now. But that was one of the things that was noteworthy to me while I was watching this, and I don't mean to demean what the Saints did. They got a big win. But the Rams won the Super Bowl last year, and they're terrible. Like it, It's been a long fall from grace for them. They're not any good at all, man. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're a very bad football team. Uh, I still, and I said this last year, even when they won, uh, poorly coached team in my eyes for the NFL. And uh, what happened, I, I think the Saints, their uh, offense clicked for two possessions, especially coming out of the locker room. They got in a rhythm, ended up scoring just enough points uh, to win. And um, they beat a bad team, so don't get uh, all excited. Oh, the playoffs here, you know, we're coming. And, uh they're going to get a, a wake-up call again, I think, uh, <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> yeah, uh, the 49ers are going to be uh, hungry and, and playing some good ball. Let, let's talk about this. Um, they had the opportunity to make the quarterback move. Um, I think that they made the right decision playing Andy Dalton because when you got Jameis Winston who's being a crybaby and whining to the reporters every chance he gets about how oh, it's hurting my soul to not play and, oh, the team policies, you don't lose your job to injury, blah, 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 blah. I would have been willing to maybe give him another shot in the back end of the season. But once he started running his mouth and jawing and you know, going against the team, nah, bro, you're good. You could sit on the side. Look, the, the only thing uh, with Winston, if he gets in, they, they may take more shots down the field. Provided he has time to throw the football. That's it. And I, and I think we're going to stop seeing these third and eight plays where the Saints are going to throw two-yard passes. I mean, that, that's getting old. You know, you think you're going to just throw a little short route to Kamara and let him just break a few tackles and, and, and go. But 
I think the Saints found the rhythm again on offense yesterday for uh, a, a few series and uh, involved Taysom Hill in, in, in the game plan a little bit more, and I think it paid off for him. He needs to play uh, because he's being paid a lot of money to only get one or two, you know, three, four touches a game like he had been doing in recent games. He got nine carries for 52 yards. Look, if you could run him against Aaron Donald and the Rams, you should be able to run him against just about anybody. And I, I understand the concern is, oh, you don't want to do too much. You don't want to break him down. You know, he's 32 years old, whatever it may be. But he's being paid to be on the field. Like, he doesn't have just a small little contract anymore. He's a big part of your salary cap structure. He needs to be out there, man. And I thought that he helped the team a lot on Sunday. I agree. But did you hear Dennis Allen's postgame remarks? He was saying after the game that during the course of, of the week and preparing for it, uh, Andy Dalton was actually getting upset that Taysom Hill was getting more and more touches <laughs> in, in the practice plan. I did hear that, and what was funny, and I was actually thinking of you as I was, as I was driving home from our uh, Gazette offices in Raceland, and I was listening to that, and right before he said that, <clears throat> he was talking about, oh, that's the great thing about this group. We've got a great locker room. Everybody, you know, they just want to win. And then the next sentence, oh, well, Hill was part of the game plan, and Andy Dalton was actually for But maybe you don't have a great yeah. locker room if your quarterback is pissed off that Taysom Hill is playing. Uh, but either way, New Orleans gets a 27-20 to 20 win. Locker rooms, you want to talk about a bad locker room coming up? The Jets. Ooh. <laughs> the Jets. Yeah. The, boy, talk about that. They lost – the E.D. White way on Sunday, right? It's 3-3. Three to three. Everybody thinks overtime. They punt the ball. The Patriots take it to the house and get a 10-3 to three victory over the Jets. They've got to do something about Zach Wilson, man. He was 9-22. of 22. It's one thing to say at the beginning of the year, we're going to give the ball to Zach Wilson and we're going to let him run with it because you were the Jets and you didn't think you were going to be any good. But you're 6-4 and four and you've got a shot. It's probably time to put Joe Flacco in there, who played earlier in the year and who wasn't too bad. Um, the team there doesn't seem like they're rallying around Zach Wilson very much. No, either. and after his comments after that game, they're going to want to uh, go after him big time. He was asked the question, do you think the offense let the defense down? And he just looked at the reporter flat out, no, and, and walked away. <laughs> Now, this is an offense that had total yards in the second half. Two total <laughs> yards in the second half. Did your offense let the defense down? No. That, was, that's not a thing to say if you're a starting quarterback. He was 9 of 22 for 77 yards. They had 59 yards rushing. So, as a team, they had barely more than 100 yards for the whole game. Yeah, the offense didn't let, let, let the, uh, the defense down right. Um Boy, how about them Cowboys? My Cowboys bounced back big yesterday. After losing to Green Bay, they destroyed the Vikings 40-3. to Brother, look, I'm not naive. I don't think the Vikings are any good at all. I actually said that on the Sports Corner on Saturday as part of the reason why I picked Dallas. But 40-3 to on the road? It just goes to show, and it's why it's so frustrating. Dak Prescott could do it. He was 22 of 25, 276, two touchdowns. He could do it. He just doesn't do it all the time. I'm firmly expecting now to go into Thanksgiving with the Giants, and he'll be 13 of 30 with two interceptions. Mm. That's for, like there's just not any consistency there. But it's frustrating to see like you go on the road and beat the Vikings by 37. CBS took the damn game off of the TV in the middle of the third quarter because it was such a blowout. 
Uh, when they play their best, they, they're capable of being one of the better teams. They just don't do it often enough. Yeah, that's, that's, that's been the problem uh, with the Cowboys for uh, a few years now. And, uh, look, they look pretty darn good yesterday. And that their defense, I mean, they, they come after you. You need to protect your quarterback, and they make it very difficult for teams to do that. Cousins got sacked seven times yesterday, 49 lost yards. Um, boy, they've got a little bit of a running back controversy brewing there. Um, Pollard is far more explosive than Elliott is. But Elliott is a far better pass blocker than Pollard is. Yesterday, Pollard had 15 carries, 80 yards. Elliott, 15 carries, 42 yards. I mean, Pollard doubled him up. In the receiving game, Pollard had six catches for 109. How do you juggle that? Because there are times where you need Elliott in there to protect Prescott when they're blitzing or whatever. He's a much better pass blocker. Pollard really doesn't block at all. But you don't want it to be so obvious as that the other team knows, hey, when Elliott's in there, they're like, you know, yeah. he's... So how do you juggle that where you got an aging star and a more of a hungry, young, up-and-coming guy? Like, how do you juggle that? Because Dallas has been kind of keeping it 50-50, but there are a lot of folks in Texas who think Pollard needs to get a heavier share of that load. Yeah, it's tough when you want to try and keep one of your stars happy. Yep. And that's, uh, that's a tough thing to do. But, uh, yeah, if Pollard's the best one, and get him in there and uh, just – I guess you have to coach him up on blocking, but uh, Elliott's still a stud. We're uh, we're going to be at the basketball gym tonight, but Monday Night Football is the 49ers and the Cardinals. Um, how does this work? Because, like, if it were the Cowboys playing the 49ers next week, I would be thinking to myself, well, I don't want them to look so good that they look invincible, but I also don't want them to lose because then they're going to be angry and they're going to, like, what are you hoping to see tonight? from the 49ers as they take on the Cardinals? Uh, McCaffrey get the uh, two-week flu. <laughs> <laughs> Garoppolo be right there with him. Uh, yeah, you would think if you play in the 49ers next and they get beat tonight, then, they, oh, my goodness, you know, uh, you, you're playing them coming off a loss. They're going to be, you know, pretty fired up not to get another loss, especially at home. Uh you, be, I guess you want to pull for them to uh, to win and um, have a decent showing. Yeah, uh, what do you make of Jeff Saturday? Man, I never asked you about this, bro, and I'm curious because, I mean, you coach for a long time. You find a guy pretty much on the street and just make him an NFL head coach. Everybody and their uncle was making fun of him, but the Colts are playing much better with them than they did without him. They almost beat the best team in the NFC yesterday and actually kind of gave it away at the end. What do you make of the guys like Cower and all these other guys saying, oh, it's a disgrace to the profession and blah, 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 blah. He won his first game, almost won his second game. Like maybe we should be more open-minded about, hey, the fact that this guy played for a decade in the league and is one of the most well-respected players in the league. Like what are your thoughts? You're a longtime coach of a guy just coming come cold turkey and, and doing some pretty good things. I, I can I see their, their point of view uh, with Coach Cower and all saying that. I, I, I can understand that where – you know, you, some guy's not in the coaching profession and just comes up and starts coaching. But, um, you know, they're, they're saying you don't have to play the game to, to be a, a, a great coach. Well, look, he's proven that you don't have to really come through the ranks and be a, a, a younger coach to be a head coach. If you know the game, you, um, you treat people the right way. You build relationships with them, uh, and 
yep, he can do it. Go ahead and do it. You know, here's my thing. Um, the alternative and the guy on staff that everybody was kind of saying should have gotten the job is John Fox. He's failed no. at like four or five different jobs. So why would you give it to somebody just because of seniority or whatever that you know can't do the job? I'm a, And look, I, I admit I was wrong. I got here last Monday and I'm giving – or two Mondays ago and I'm giving the Colts an L because they fired Frank Wright and they hired Jeff Saturday. I thought it was ridiculous. But after watching it for the last two Sundays, they're better now than they were before. I think they actually made the right move. It, this had to be in the works for a while. I, I don't think there's any way that – you fire a coach, and uh, a couple of days later, you go outside of the coaching ranks to get this, uh, you know, Jeff Saturday to come in and coach. So I think it's something that's been probably in the works for a while. And um, he's proven a lot of people wrong. And uh, so it, I don't think you, uh, he's saying you don't have to be a, a coach coming up through the ranks to be a, a good coach, but at the highest level. That's what's crazy about it. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Cayman Islands, coach? No, no, I don't believe. Okay, well, LSU's there right now in men's basketball. They actually just got a 77-61 to 61 win over Illinois State. They're 4-0 on the year. Coach Matt McMahon, boy, um, I don't know how good LSU is. They're beating up on, on some cupcakes early in the schedule. But Coach Matt McMahon is way different from Will Wade. Yeah. He's very calm demeanor, very poised. The phrase that was used when football hired Brian Kelly was, you finally got an adult in the room. I think LSU basketball has an adult in the room. I like the the demeanor of Matt McMahon. Yeah, they, they had a crybaby before. I I don't nah, disagree I mean, with that. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I like them, but I don't disagree with that. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll get our W's and L's here, and uh, we'll talk about all the winners and losers from the weekend here on Play by Play. We'll be right back on KLEB. It's the Black Friday sales event going on now until the end of November. Check out the great new holiday deals at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat today, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. See the spectacular 2022 Dodge Durango with 51118 off MSRP, now 55912. Must finance through Chrysler Capital to qualify for Chrysler Capital and have a beacon score of 620 or less to qualify for CCAP 22 non-prime retail bonus cash. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. BuzzOff is here to save your summer. BuzzOff is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. BuzzOff Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Rouse's Supermarket wants to wish everyone a happy holiday. And to help you out and make you really happy for the holidays, they are offering a free butterball turkey when you purchase a Smithfield spiral ham. Yes, buy a Smithfield spiral ham at $2.99 per pound and get up to 16 pounds free on a butterball grade A frozen turkey. Limit one per customer. Also good on honeysuckle or best choice grade A frozen turkeys based on availability. Gobble, gobble. Welcome back to Play by Play. Over the weekend, I became a famous person, Coach Brian Collins. Yes, indeed. More famous. <laughs> More famous, right? Um, let's pull up the language here so that I make sure that I'm saying everything right. Um, and this is our W's and L's segment, by the way, um, which is probably people's favorite segment that we do, which is, I thought, interesting. It was kind of a kill time throwaway segment whenever we first started it, but it's turned into something that people really enjoy. Um, on Friday night or Friday afternoon, Michael Thomas tweeted, they go and say that I've been acting different. I'm beyond they mental, which what, whatever the hell that means, I, I don't know. But I subtweeted and I said, this dude wants to win the cryptic tweet game far more than he wants to win any football game. This was Friday night. Okay. Saturday morning, I'm doing the sports corner across the hall. My phone just starts blowing up like notification, notification, notification. I thought my Twitter had been hacked. But what had actually happened was Michael Thomas had replied to my tweet and said, if you mind your business, your hair probably wouldn't be falling out of the front of your head. (laughs) First and foremost... Miss Connie and Miss Pat Dewey would like to have a conversation with you, Mr. Thomas, because your your grammar is yeah. atrocious. Let's start there. Uh, but Michael Thomas gets a weekend L this week for obvious reasons. The Saints are paying this robber millions of dollars to be in Twitter battles with me over the weekend. That was my thought as, you know, someone told me this weekend, man, Casey, you went viral. And yeah, we did. It got picked up by uh, all kind of new sites and people, Saints Nation, the Instagram page. Like it got picked up, and that's my point. I like wide receivers who go viral on the field. I like wide receivers who go viral catching touchdown passes, like Justin Jefferson two weeks ago when he went viral for dominating a game against the Buffalo Bills. I like guys who go viral doing that. I don't like guys who go viral tweeting at a nobody like me. If you mind your business, your hair probably wouldn't be falling out the front of your head. Well, guess what, Michael Thomas? 
On Sunday, we both had the same stat line, zero catches and zero yards. Guess what? Next Sunday, Michael Thomas, we're going to have the same stat line, zero catches and zero yards. And the Sunday after that, and the Sunday after that as well. I'm sympathetic to the, the fact that this dude hasn't been able to play because he's been injured, right? What I'm not sympathetic to is the fact that he has gone against team wishes constantly when dealing with his injuries and doesn't show a willingness to get back. Michael Thomas had a toe injury now two, three months ago. The team didn't put him on IR at the time, which means that they thought he had a chance to come back. And then now randomly, oh, he's out for the season. He gets injuries that just magically don't heal. He had an ankle injury for two years that just randomly, magically didn't heal. And at some point when it's the same dude for three straight years and they can't get on the field, it starts to smell like a fish at some point. Coach Kale, I'm going to cool down. I'm going to let you say (laughs) your piece. But boy, doesn't this smell like a fish to me? The dude hasn't played for three years and he's got the nerve to say, oh, man, arguing with fans on Twitter, man, get off your damn app and go to your rehab and get right, man. What are you doing? How about go in the film room and help some of these younger Thank receivers you. out? Thank you. But, uh, you know, he's, um, yeah, you, in three years, hasn't played, various reasons. Uh, people out there will trade him. Who wants him? You know, you have to have stats on the field to have some trade value. Especially with that contract. Yeah, and uh, what they pay? I'm, I'm 60 million 60. guaranteed, five years, $100 million total. You know, It's a lot of that, money to that, be yes. fighting me on Twitter. That's uh, another Mickey Loomis make, uh, screw up right there. But yeah. uh, along those lines, he's getting, uh, I'm sure he's getting your, your weekend L. Oh, yeah, he got the weekend. Oh, yeah, he earned that. Well, and I already have a shirt in the making saying, um, hi, I'm Casey, and I'm bald. That's going to be <laughs> yeah. getting a shirt made. Well, let's give the, the weekend W to Mr. Casey Gisclair for calling yeah. this guy out. Thank you. I, I'm not allowed to give myself well, a W, but if Coach Brian Colley wants to give me a W, that, I'll that's why. That. That's why I'm here. My man. That's why I'm here. Weekend W. <laughs> that's why I slid you a 50 under the table yeah. before the segment. <laughs> Weekend W goes to also to my Dallas Cowboys, 40 to 3. How about them Cowboys? Uh, they roll past Minnesota. It was not competitive. A weekend L, Ole Miss. Ugh. They got hammered by Arkansas. I thought Ole Miss was better than that, even though I picked Arkansas to win on the sports corner because I knew Arkansas ran the ball well. That was not competitive. Arkansas lined up and just beat the snot out of him. Raheem Sanders, 24 carries. 232 yards, three touchdowns. The big speculation on social media is that Lane Kiffin, otherwise known around the SEC as runaway Lane because he tends to bounce from job to job, he wants to go to Auburn. Do you buy that hype? Because Ole Miss looks like they're unfocused and it looks like their coach is flirting right I, now. I really hope not. I hope he stays at Ole Miss and, and you know sees what, uh, what he can do. But You want him to secede Saban at Alabama, don't you? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm – I don't – not really. No? Okay. Not really. Not that much of a fan for okay. Kiffin. But uh, let me, let's look at Arkansas for a second. How – they started the year off, like, high expectations. Yep. Very high. They won a few games early. Everyone, oh, Arkansas is the team. Then what happened? Lost to Texas so A&M. The bottom kind of fell out on them. 
Then the last couple of weeks, they're starting to play a little bit better. So they started the season off strong, middle of the season tanked. Now they're going to win a few games. Where, where are they? What kind of team are they? I I don't know, but I know this. LSU got lucky because if K.J. Jefferson would have played, they would have been beat LSU, no doubt about that. LSU's hopes would be would be finished. Um, a W goes to, to the aforementioned LSU offense, man. After really struggling against Arkansas, they found their groove. They played exceptionally well against UAB. They had 565 yards of total offense. How about this stat? 11 of 13 on, on third down. You could win a whole lot of games doing that. Running the football, 41 carries, 266 yards. They limited their penalties, just three penalties on the night. LSU's offense gets a big W. And L goes to Tennessee. Um, and again, I said this on Saturday for the sports corner, but I didn't pick South Carolina. But I said, like, Tennessee better you know, stop worrying about LSU and other teams and take care of their business because they had a road game with South Carolina, and I knew that they were good at home. I didn't know that they were 63-38 to 38 good at home. Spencer Rattler, 30 of 37, six touchdowns. And uh, Hendon Hooker gets hurt. He's out for the season. <clears throat> the Volunteers are done, brother. They are out. Yeah, their, their defense was terrible. They could not stop South Carolina. They, they were bad. And their offense, they tried to get back in. They actually cut, what, a, a, was it to three? A three-point game in the second half. And they just they just couldn't stop them. I talk about analytics a lot on here and how much I despise them, quite frankly. Um, the Weekend W goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Last night, after the Chargers scored with like a minute and 50 left, maybe even less, maybe even like a minute 20, something like that, a graphic came up on the screen and says, oh, analytics say the Chargers have a 76% chance to hmm. win this game. I immediately texted my buddy Richard Fisher and said, analytics are dumb, the Chiefs are scoring and are going down the field and are winning this game. Sure enough, that's exactly what they did. Travis Kelsey, 17-yard touchdown from Patrick Mahomes. I don't understand, and I, it's not, I'm not knocking coaches, because obviously if there was an answer, they would shut him down. I just don't understand how a guy who's not the fastest, who's not the strongest, is always wide open. But Travis Kelsey, 6 for 115 and 3 touchdowns, including the game winner. That guy could really play. That Chiefs offense, look, all year long, it was Bills this, Bills that, Brady this, Brady that. The Chiefs were laying in the weeds. They found them a between-the-tackles running back. Clyde Edwards-Alaire really doesn't play much anymore. This Isaiah Panchico now 15 carries, 107 yards. They're running the ball more effectively. The Chiefs, for my dollar, might be the favorite to win it all right now in the NFL. Yeah, I think it's their scheme that they have on offense where these receivers can get open and uh, the uh, the route running. They run some great routes, and uh, that's why they're uh, wide open. Zach Wilson gets an L for all the reasons we talked about earlier in the show. The Jets' offense was terrible. He was terrible. 9 of 22 for 77 yards. As a team, the Jets got 103 yards of total offense in 13 drives. They averaged 2.1 yards per play, 49 total plays. They had six first downs in the game and were 3 of 14 on third down. And after the uh, the game, as Coach uh, mentioned, Wilson was asked if the offense let the team down, to which he said, nope, and then left. Scored three points. You barely got 100 yards of offense. Your offense let your defense down, bro. Wear it. Like, I feel like a leader needs to be the type of person that when they do something wrong or they screw something up, they say, hey, this one's on me. I'll get him next time. To just outright deny and lie, I think that's going to hurt his credibility credibility in the locker room. I think it's going to get more people clamoring for Flacco in the future. Uh, They're talking his career could be over. Who, Who wants to play with this guy? Yeah. 
you know, I mean, you're the leader of this team. Take responsibility. Go in there. Believe it or not, say it. You don't have to believe it. You need to say it. Yeah, I agree with that. Look, how many times, and you could say this now that you're out, how many times after a game you and I have chatted after a loss and you're like, oh, that's coaching, that's on me. A lot of those times you didn't probably always believe that it was on you, but as the head coach, you had to say, hey, man, that, it's my responsibility to do better. Yeah, because look, at the end of the day, it is. Yeah. No matter what. I mean, a kid can, can miss a free throw and, oh, maybe I need to coach him better to shoot free throws under pressure. There's different things, but you got to take ownership and uh, you need to just man up to it instead of just walking away from it and just – I would kind of like to be in that Jet locker room or the, their team meetings today, and I'd kind of like to stay far away from it too. <laughs> TCU gets a W. They're 11-0. and They got a miracle win over Baylor. Look like it or not, think that they're good or not. The fact that they've won 11 games in a row playing this way says something about their locker room. They get a big one. And L goes to the Denver Broncos. Boy, we like making fun of Nathaniel Hackett, their head football coach. He does some crazy things. I was actually in a group text yesterday, and we were all getting excited because the Broncos were about to play overtime, which creates all sorts of possibilities for him to do crazy things. And then like two plays into overtime, the Raiders had already won. So it was gone before we even could enjoy it. The Broncos are seven, or excuse me, three and seven. They've got Russell Wilson, who's not very good anymore. They don't have a bunch of first-round draft picks because of the Russell Wilson trade. That's a mess. We talk about the Saints being a mess. Denver is a mess. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't understand Russell Wilson the season he's having. And I just can't help but think he could have been with the Saints. A lot of <laughs> Saints fans wanted him. Yep, no doubt about that. It would still be a mess. No doubt about that. Notre Dame's Logan Diggs, a Louisiana native, gets a weekend W because he had a big breakout game on Saturday for the Irish as they get a victory over Boston College. The Louisiana product carried 15 times for 122 yards and a touchdown. Kudos to Logan. There were actually some whispers whenever Brian Kelly left Notre Dame that he would maybe enter the portal and come to LSU with his coach. But he stuck around, and he had a big day, and he's actually having a pretty good season. He's now up to 700 yards on the season. He is from Booty, Louisiana, and uh, he had a big one. A weekend L goes to the Big Ten. Boy, the Big Ten hosed Illinois out of a win against Michigan on Saturday. Um, pass interference calls, and you know, first off, they missed one on Michigan that should have been offensive interference. Then they call a very ticky-tack defensive one on Illinois. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist guy, but boy, it sure looked like that conference was trying to protect undefeated versus undefeated this coming Saturday. That ah, was some fishy stuff going on there. Makes for good TV. Makes for good TV. No one wants to see <laughs> Illinois win, right? The LSU women's basketball team gets our last W that we hand out. Um, you said this to me. I don't know when it was. Maybe it was on the air. Maybe it was off the air. Boy, it sure didn't take Kim Mulkey long. Ooh, you're right. They have played five games. They have scored 100 or more points in all five games. They have not won by less than 50 in any of their five games. Their latest effort was a 100-45 to win over Northwestern State. And look, it's easy to sit here and say, oh, they're not playing anybody. I don't give a damn who you're playing. If you're winning 125-50, to 111-41, to 107-34, to 101-47, 100-45, you're beating everybody by 50, 60, and even 70 points. You're, you're probably pretty good. That's what you should do, and she's doing it. And I think she took this job last year knowing that she would have uh, 
very little pressure on her because no one expected a whole bunch that first year and maybe even to the second year. And she's far, far exceeding where I think a lot of Tiger fans thought this program would be at this time. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and to think that we're just at the, the floor because they've got the number one recruiting class in the country, including the number one player in the country who's going to be coming in next season. Um, yeah, there are some what, very, uh, very bright Michael guys. Jordan, the ceiling is the roof. Or right. something like that. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that we're going to be seeing that exactly play out here in the next couple of days. Um, now we dive into some of the world of, of FanDuel, right? And we'll talk about um, some of our picks for the day. I, over the weekend, and this was a mistake on my part, um, and I'm actually going to retract this because the game hasn't been played yet. I had taken Arizona plus eight and a half because I thought that Kyler Murray was going to be in the lineup. He's not. Um so the line has actually jumped to 10. I'm taking San Francisco minus 10 over the Cardinals today. I just don't think Arizona is going to be able to move the ball. Colt McCoy will be in the lineup. Like if this were 2008, I would think maybe Colt McCoy would yeah. be successful. Um, but I don't see them being able to move the ball. I think the 49ers are going to have some success offensively, and I'm taking the 49ers in this one. In the NBA tonight, I'm going to go with the um, – Boy, that's I'm not gonna take that because I got a feeling that's a trap. The Pelicans are a big favorite over the Warriors. Something tells me Golden State will have some guys out of the lineup. But I will take the Clippers minus three over the Utah Jazz. And I'm also going to take tonight um the New York Knicks plus two over the Oklahoma City Thunder. We've done pretty well over the weekend over on Patreon. We were twelve and six. Um, so we've been doing pretty good. Hopefully the three that we just gave you here are gonna be some winners. Coach, we thank you so much for the time today, brother. It's been a good show. Uh, anytime you want to hang out, man, you're more than welcome to. I know that you've got one last semester left. Well, you got a little bit more in this first semester, but pretty much a semester and a few weeks left in your teaching career. But, boy, anytime that you're free and you want to come hang out, you're more than welcome, man. You certainly add a new dynamic to the show for sure. Yeah, I'm kind of worried. Uh, it was our first day off of Thanksgiving break, and I was bored out my mind <laughs> this morning. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen next year, but – uh, yeah, glad to be here. For sure. We want to thank our sponsors one more time. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. A reminder, one, well, not one week from today, but eight days from now, next Tuesday, not tomorrow, but the following Tuesday, our broadcast team will be at Thibodeau High School for South Lafouche Boys Basketball taking on the Thibodeau Tigers. That'll be our first broadcast. And look, Coach could tell you, I've been saying it throughout the last few weeks on play-by-play that we were going to ramp up our schedule. It's now posted on the wall. Boy, we got a bunch of work to do. We've got middle school games. We've got high school games. There are some college basketball games. I better go invest in some tea and some water because uh, the voice is going to be cracking here in the next couple months, but we can't wait. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, looking at that uh, schedule, it's uh, two full pages full of games. So we cannot wait to bring you that. Coach, before we go, we got uh, we got about a minute and a half. What are some keys? What do the Tarpons have to do tonight against HL Bourgeois to get their first win of the season in their first game of the season? Handle the basketball. You cannot turn the ball over. Bourgeois is going to try and maybe put pressure on you and try uh, and shoot layups, uh, especially if they're not hitting from the outside. 
They're going to want to push the ball and transition, transition and try and score layups. So you got to take care of the basketball. Do not turn the ball over. And I think a big key is going to be to beat them on the boards. Uh, if we shoot the ball, we need to attack and get offensive rebounds and get easy putbacks. Look, we both love Brody, and this is not meant to be a slight in any way because anybody in his shoes would feel the same way. How nervous you think he is right now? It's game day. It's his first you know, official regular season game. Uh, I, he came over to the house Saturday morning, spent a good part of the day at the house. Uh, if he is as nervous today as he was on Saturday, uh, he's shaking in his boots right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's anybody, right? That's not yeah. that's not us kicking him or nothing. Look, that, that's his, anybody. It's his first regular season game as head coach. He, he is, yes, he's going to be nervous, and anybody would be. And if you're not nervous, it means you don't care. Yeah, you're in the wrong job. And, and, and that's why he's nervous because he cares. He's putting his heart and soul into this program, and uh, he'll, he'll settle down, and they can do a, a good job. Yeah, no doubt. So let's wrap up. Tomorrow we're going to have Stan Gravoff for our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview, and we might even have a coach or two from that Thibodeau tournament join us throughout the course of the show as well. Thanks to Coach Brian Colley. Thanks to you all for listening. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Have a wonderful rest of the day. May God bless you all. We'll be back tomorrow. As the holiday season is upon us, we find ourselves reflecting on the past year and those who have helped to shape our business. We hope that this year has been